0: 3 8 says for this purpose the son of man was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil now i know somebody else i think said that word means loosen but if, if the point i wanted to make is if jesus came with a purpose how much more is our purpose important to us right and so I want you to understand that we all do have a purpose. Like uh Ephesians 2:10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared. Now listen to this word beforehand that we should walk therein. I believe one version says, before the foundation of the world. So, in other words, before you drew your first breath, he had. Your works worked out. Does that make sense? You were his workmanship. You were his creation. You were his children before the foundation of the world. Does that make sense? So before you were formed in your mother's womb, the Bible says he knew you. Right? So, and then it says uh, to the apostle Paul, but rise, stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose to make you a minister and a witness both of the things which you have seen and the things which I will reveal to you. So you get a pattern here. First, he's talking about Jesus and his purpose. Then he's talking about Paul and his purpose, right? So how much more do we have a purpose, right? Like like it says right here in Romans 8, and I'm kind of reading you know, three or four of these and then we'll kind of jump in for whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that or or why that he might be the firstborn among many brethren never again say he's the only begotten of the father he's the firstborn but there's got to be secondborn thirdborn and that's us right that we he might be the firstborn among many brethren <clears throat> moreover whom he predestined these he also called, whom he called, he also justified. Whom he justified, there these he glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who could be against us? Now listen to this, this is just wow. Who He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him, also freely give us all things who shall bring a charge against God's elect God is God who justifies I don't know about you but is that exciting in other words he loves us as much as he loved Jesus how do I know that because the Bible says so but also he sent Jesus to ransom us so he wouldn't have sent the most precious thing to him in the world to, 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 to reconcile us to him if we weren't the most precious thing to him, right? Is that phenomenal? Now, when you were born, let me, let me back up. Before the foundation of the world, he deposited everything in you that you were gonna need that pertain to life and godliness, right? But now, as you develop, now let's see where this goes, okay? But as you develop, more things can be added to you Right. Like, for example, I, at one point I laid hands on one person in my life and and they got filled with the spirit and then about Chelsea, when did you get filled? Was it about a year ago now, six months ago? So from that, that day, the night before he told me three things that was going to be operating in my life. And one of them was laying hands on people. They'd be filled with the spirit. And now we've seen, you know, you and, and, and others as well. But the point is all those years up to that point, I didn't operate in that. So you can develop your gifts, talents, anointings and do more and more and more as you grow, as you develop. But most people, unfortunately, they never develop past a certain point. And as you know, what's our society now? They know, you know, they know 10,000 things, but it's about one inch deep, right? they don't really get rooted and grounded in depth in God. That's why a lot of people never fulfill their purpose, right? For example, let's take two vehicles. You got elect you got a, you got a Mercedes-Benz car. Everything about that car was designed for one purpose, to get you there in comfort, smooth, class and style, right? So the tires The wheels, now don't let this be too simple. Let let this develop because this is going to minister to you. The wheels, everything in that car, the shocks, was designed with one thing in mind. Smooth, quiet, comfortable ride, right? And then you can take a four-wheel drive and that's got big, giant mud tires, and that was designed to do what? To go four-wheel and to play in the mud. And it doesn't give you a smooth ride, does it? Now, what if we switched those things? What if we took the Mercedes and tried to four-wheel it with it? We'd tear it up, wouldn't we? What if you took the four-wheel drive and tried to make it be a smooth ride? It wouldn't work, right? So if these vehicles were operated with something in mind, how much more were were you and I made, created, given life for a certain purpose in mind? right? And I think sometimes we talk about gifts and talents, but it's more than that. The gifts and talents are placed in you because of your call, because of your purpose, right? And that's where your blessing is. That's where your prosperity is. That's where you thrive. That's where you don't just survive, but you thrive. That's where you excel. Amen? So when we get out of that purpose, that's when we open the door to the enemy. That's when Satan gets a shot at us that he doesn't have coming, so to speak, right? You and I have all wondered, well, why did this person die young? Or You know, that's why. You know, and Kenneth D. Hagan, he was one that started Rainbow Bible uh, Training Center, which is now Rainbow Bible College, where I graduated from. He said most people live and die and never enter the first phase of their ministry, right? How many of you have a degree in something and you work in a job totally different than that degree? That's pretty much most of society, isn't it? <clears throat> so my question to you is this number one, do you even know you have a purpose? Do you even know you were placed in your mother's womb for a purpose and it doesn't matter how you got there. the point is you got there, and you weren't an accident. Those of you that are struggled with why am I here and this that and this, you were not an accident. You were born with a purpose. you were placed in your mother's womb with a purpose. and when you stand before God, you and I are going to answer for that purpose. Now, I'm not saying he's gonna send you to hell, but I will say there's a lot of people, unfortunately, that die young because they never get into their purpose. See, your purpose or where you're supposed to be is where your angels are, your protection is, your blessing, your prosperity, your your anointing from God. It's all in that place. Now, yes, it's a geographical place, but it's also a positional place. That's good, Lord. You 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 are positioned a certain way. Because of that purpose. Makes sense? And I love this right here in Second Peter um, one ten says, therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. And if you do these things, you will never stumble. And he talked about things you could add so you would not stumble. But here's what I want you to see and understand. When God made you, like I said, he had a specific purpose for you. Now, people say, well, do you have the call? We're all called to do something. We're either called to be in the ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, or we're called to support those that are in the ministry. And some of us both, like I have ministries that I support, and we're all called to be hooked up with somebody, right? But the point I'm making is you have a call and a purpose, no matter what you're doing. Now, some of you like me and Christian, um, you're working a secular job right now, even though you know you have the call the ministry full time. Well, but until then, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? And so spend some time with the Lord. That's what he meant here when he said, be diligent to make your call and election sure. In other words, what's diligence? That means it's consistency. That means you're working on it. That means you're focused on it. That means you're, you're heading that direction, right? So what do you do? First and foremost, you recognize, number one, you have a call. Number two, you pray and say, Lord, what is that call? Why was I born? Because the call and the purpose of the same, you know, are one and the same, right? The call is the reason, the purpose is the reason for the call. The call is the reason for the purpose, right? You are sent to this earth to do something, okay? And for some people, it's more than one thing. But we have to develop through prayer, through the Bible, through, you know, spending time with the Lord, listening. There's all these different ways you prepare for that call. But if you don't prepare, it's not just going to fall on you, right? And, and that's not so hard to understand, is it? I mean, if someone's called to be a lawyer, don't they go to school and they prepare and they study? Someone's called to be a doctor or whatever. It's the same thing with ministry. It's the same thing with whatever that call is for you. Okay. But there are some people God wants to make very wealthy financially so that they can support the ministry. Right. There's others that are called to a pulpit ministry like myself and and others But everyone has a call. Now, the helps ministry is where the majority of people are called to. What do I mean by that? Music, um, you know, uh, ushers, greeters, you you know, like the electronics for this meeting, all these different things, right? And so here's what I want you to get. There's no such thing as this calling is better than this calling. This is a higher calling than this calling. No, no, to God, they're all necessary and important, right? So for example, if you ran sound at a church, everybody that's saved, healed and delivered from that church service, you get credit for it in heaven. You get blessing and seed towards that, just as much as the person preaching the sermon, right? You're leading worship, you're singing in worship, you're praising God during the worship service. Whoever gets saved, healed and delivered through that service You have a part of that. The body talks about, I'm sorry, the Bible talks about that the the body of Christ is compacted by that which every joint supplies. I think I've said this to you before. When you're not showing up, when you're not there, you're not bringing your supply of the spirit and the body of Christ is missing out. Does that make sense? So whatever it is you bring to the table, you will help bring that service that thing to another level amen and like when we get together like this under the corporate anointing that means all our faith mixed together we bring something together with our faith and we go higher than we would if just you were at home by yourself Makes sense and again we need each other we can't get there without each other don't ever think that you're insignificant. There are no insignificant things. The little uh, toe of the body of Christ is just as important as the head. Because Jesus is the head. We are the body, right? So, again, when we aren't in our purpose, that's when Satan's able to mess with us more than normal. That's when he's able to mess things up for us when we're not in the center of God's perfect will now again number one you got to know you have a purpose number two you got to spend time in the word and time in prayer to figure that out number three then you got to develop that call and find out how whether you want you to go to bible school whether you want you to you know spend certain time you know listening to you know anointed men and women of god there's there's, everybody has different preparations but there's certain levels of spiritualness we're never going to realize until we learn what that purpose is and get in that call men. Now, I think everybody really has an idea of their call. Maybe when you were a kid, maybe you went to youth camp, you know, a lot of people think, well, what are you good at? Right? A lot of times those are hints to what God wants you to do. But as you get older, more mature spiritually god can add different things to you the things I'm operating in now compared to 10 years ago i mean i'm not i'm not the same person i believe i'm getting better and better each week each month each year and hopefully you are too and every day really getting stronger getting better getting more developed more mature and then god can add things to you right because there's nothing in the bible that says that you can't have gifts added to you as you grow up, Amen. <clears throat> so, but the but but the main focus I want to talk about tonight is, is God Himself put inside of you. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. He put in the spirit of a man or a woman. Same thing, right? You're, you're a woman is a woman, a man with a womb, and then the man is the male man. So, but the body of Christ, right? He put inside Himself you. I'm sorry, himself, you know, inside of you and you and him are one if you're born again. Now, if you're not born again, we'll give you the opportunity at the end. You need to ask Jesus to be your Lord because you can't follow that plan if you don't have Jesus in your heart. Right. So any one of you that have struggled, any one of you that have wondered, why am I here? What's my purpose? What am I called for? the only way you're going to know is by getting with the creation himself. Right now, let me say this to you, you know, like if, if a lot of people, for example, if you work for a company, your job is to make that company money. Your job is to make that company better. Um, they're paying you a paycheck for you to supply something to them and their whole purpose is them. Let's just be real right yeah they could say we're taking care of the customer but if the customer quits paying then you know they don't have a business do they but here's what I want you to get but when it comes to God God is not making you a puppet or a robot no he's saying look my plan for you is better than anything you've ever imagined it's your wealthy place it's your blessed place and if you'd ever find that plan it's where you function it's where you flow it's where you operate to your best it's like i was trying to tell my wife um you know she's better at like figuring things out online and the computer or whatever and i'm more inspirational you know if i threw her a bible and said preach for 45 minutes it'd be a lot harder for her you did it to me i i i can do it at the drop of a hat right because that's my call so don't get frustrated Because you're a certain way, just develop that call through prayer and through time in the word. I realize I'm being repetitive here because sometimes I think we make this too hard, right? We've all had people say, what's the meaning of life? Why am I here and and why do I exist? Well, that's why you got to find out from their creator. I get tickled with people. They don't want to pray. They don't want to spend time with God who made them, by the way. He's the potter with a clay, yet we won't spend any time getting to know him. So the only way to truly discover that purpose, develop that purpose is through him. But he's not holding out on you. He's not trying to keep it from you. The Bible talks about wisdom has been hidden up for you, not from you. Amen. So if you're not in your purpose, if you don't know what that purpose is, that's probably why you're frustrated all the time. Right, so now, now again, that doesn't mean that you know it's all going to happen overnight. Like I said, I'm helping another pastor right now, and I'm happy to do it. But eventually, I'm going to be full time in my own ministry again, right? And I'm working a secular job, which you know I'm, I'm, you know, I'd rather be. Well, let me correct that. I'm working a secular job, and until I'm in full time ministry again, but right now. When Sunday comes and I'm thinking, you know, I got to go to work Monday. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm going to work Monday. That's my purpose right now, to work that job, right, so that I can show I'm faithful and little and God make me ruler over much. But some people want to know whether they're called to Africa and can't even go next door and minister to their neighbor or can't even talk to somebody at a coffee shop, right? Start where you're at. And God won't leave you there, right? So seed towards it. Financial seed, prayer seed, obedience seed. Every time I do something that I believe God's telling me to do, I say, Lord, I obeyed you. I did what you told me to do. And now I'm expecting more because I've been faithful in little. Amen? So, uh, Christian, do you have any comments or anything you want to bring? Uh, I know right now it's kind of short, but I want to give the Holy Spirit some you know, time to answer any questions or you know uh anything that you have to ask or add to that
1: No, oh, i think you're coming up very well pastor carmen um just going back to romans 8 verse 29 uh through 30 that's one of my favorite chapters in the bible just to camp in because you really start knowing your identity your purpose and also authority in christ and just um uh, reiterating what you said in New King James Version, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called, and whom he called, these he also justified, and whom he justified, these he also glorified. And if you don't even know what your purpose is there's one thing for sure that you need to do is conform to the image of his son right is to become like Jesus to have the same attitude characteristics and and demeanor of of the conduct of holiness and and virtue and and integrity of the Lord and um, like The thing is when the lord's called you you're already aligned to the path of god anyway because you became born again he called you and he pulled you out of the darkness right into this kingdom of light so if you're stuck wherever you're at just know that you're right there and to take that next step forward if that makes sense
0: And and expound on what you said, because what you said was outstanding about conform to his image. Expound on it a little bit more of what you mean by what people can do practically and simply to do what you just were talking about. About how, right, about being like Jesus, conforming to his image.
1: Okay. Yeah, so just to kind of give you guys a little bit more insight and clarity, what I mean by that when it says verse 29, Romans chapter eight, verse 29, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So what that means is that we we become adopted, right? We were orphans at first and we're adopted into God's kingdom. And the thing is, we might be the first lineage of our family to be adopted into the kingdom of God, But also, we're under a new bloodline. So we have the blood of Christ running through our veins now. That's why it says you become a new creation, right? And all old things have passed, all new things are, excuse me. You become a new creation in Christ. All old things pass, all things become new. So you're in this new inheritance. You're in this new... Creation. You're in this new kingdom that you never experienced before. But how we become like Jesus is we actually spend time with Jesus. So um, if you ever heard that saying birds of a feather flock together or you're only as good as the company you keep. Well, for me, in my experience, I had to be in this intimate relationship with Jesus. And just to give you guys um, tools, how that happens is that I would I would actually go in my room, I would open the word and I'd be like, Lord, reveal yourself to me in your word. Show me who you are and help me to understand who you are. And once I started confessing that every time I would read, the Lord would bring something out of his scripture. He would breathe on it where it become revelation to my eyes. And I would start to see the Lord in every chapter that I read. And then it started to plant seed in my heart where it started to grow and it started to transform. And I and it was started as a seed, but then it grew, right? And then I grew into this tree of righteousness where I can bear fruit for the kingdom of God. And the thing is, it takes time. I remember it took me like six months to really start hearing the Lord's voice. Uh, it really took six months for the anger in my heart to leave me. And don't get frustrated when you don't see results right away. This is not instant gratification. This is a process that you have to trust in with the Lord, but you have to surrender every bit of yourself to become Him. And then once, and then once that happens, you mirror Him. So when I look in the mirror in the morning, I see Him in me, and I know that I get to glorify Him everywhere I go. And why people I believe are so attracted to me is not by my looks, not how I look. It's Jesus in me, and when I confess His Word.
0: It draws them near. That's it, man. What you said, wow! What 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 a what a mouthful, and and a couple things. One is you saying you being twenty something and saying be patient; it don't happen overnight. I mean, I'm like wow, because this generation is instant microwave everything. But you said there was no coincidence that you worded it like you did about God breathed on His Word. That was. That was a mouthful because Hebrews 11 one says now faith is I'm sorry let me back up Romans 10 17 says so then faith comes by hearing hearing about the Word of God well the the faith he's the hearing he's talking about is the Holy Spirit breathing on his word and giving you insight giving you words to say to that situation that he can anoint Remember, Jesus said what? I only say what I hear my father say. I only do what I see my father do. And then he says, the father within, he does the works. So what's the process? He gives you words from from his holy written word. Because people always say, read the word, read the word. Okay, great. There's 10,000 scriptures. Which word? You have to bear witness with what word he wants you to stand on. And he breathes that life from his spirit into your spirit wow is that awesome and it comes alive it's enlightened to you and then you see it with the eye of faith you could be sitting right next to another person say did you see that and they're like see what well you saw it in here he enlightened what does it say the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord illuminating all the inward parts so the spirit is where he talks to you is where he enlightens you is where he shows you things. So your answer, those of you that are dealing with physical problems, your answer is not going to come here. The answer is not in here. I used this analogy before, but you ever look in a drawer and you go through and you go through and you go, huh? Then you go back again, you take everything out, put everything back in, and you do that about five times and finally you realize you get this deep revelation. Um, It's not in there. (laughs) <laughs> and the answer is not in your head. It's in your heart. So that's why you spend time getting quiet. And say, Lord, talk to me about this. And remember this, you're not the sick trying to get healed. You're the healed and saints trying to take your health. Men, you are the healed before the foundation of the world. You were healed. Remember it said, it said the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. Well, that was for your healing. So Satan's trying to steal your health. He's trying to put it on you. And you resist it and say, I'm not going to have this. Lord, I have words to say concerning this situation. And if you give me those words, that's all I'm going to say. And then the father within will do those words. And you said it so beautifully, Christian. Don't get impatient. Be persistent. I mean, the man I am now, like I said, just even a year ago, I'm not the same person. And five years from now, ten years from now, you're going to be a totally different person, right, as you grow. Amen? So so what else, uh, Chelsea, did you have something in your, in your heart as well that came up? You no, know, I just, I was taking it. I was believing for that. And <laughs> that spoke a
1: lot of life into me. You know, also, I wanted to chime in. What you said goes with Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and the revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And if you notice how it's worded, you have to have the spirit of wisdom to get the revelation of him and yes. You get that revelation. Your eyes are open and then, you know, the hope of his calling.
0: Right? Now, now, yes. Now, what you just said, thank you for bringing that up, because if I was struggling with my call, I would pray those Ephesians one's prayers, Ephesians 3 prayers, right? Prayer and Philippians 1. I would pray that for yourself a couple times a day and put your name in there for this cause. I, for this cause, I bow my knees to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ in whom the whole family of heaven and earth is named that he might grant Christian. Then he might grant Chelsea according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might, that the eyes of Christians understanding being enlightened. See what I mean? So, so that's awesome. What you just said, I have Chelsea has the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Christian has a spirit of wisdom and revelation. So put yourself in those prayers and here's something else. Thank you, Holy spirit. I would take the next 30 days or whatever to spend extra time really praying through and saying, God, what is my purpose? Cause think about it. Other than getting born again and filled with the spirit. What is, I mean, knowing your purpose is more important than anything. Cause if you're single, your husband or wife's in that purpose. And boy, you guys can know if you marry the wrong person or, you know, look at you guys. All the hell you went through and all this stuff and and all of a sudden God brought you back together for such a time as this. And now what an exciting future you guys got. Sometimes I know you kind of butt heads like every married couple, but, but you're doing what it takes, right? And the fact that you're still breathing alive and alive and she didn't kind of knock you off in your sleep means you must be doing something right. Just kidding. So, but the point I'm making is as you guys take that's a good analogy as you guys grow in your marriage and you get better and you get stronger it's the same thing with your call you'll grow and god will add more things to you and you can get once you get past that that fleshly thing and you realize man we're in this together we're we're here to love each other right for example where it says husbands love your wives you notice doesn't command her to love you then all says you love your wife that's god talking to you and then Chelsea notices it says you submit to your own husband. That's not Christian. You don't have a right to tell her to submit to you. You're not that's the Holy Ghost talking to her. That's not of your business. Right? Chelsea, you have no right to tell him to love you. That's none of your business. Right? So the point I'm making is if we will do our part, and really I'm putting it on the man, if the man would love the wife like Christ loved the church, submission's an easy deal. Right? And every time I'm like, you know, if God says something like talk to her, I'm not her Holy Spirit. I'm not her conscious. I don't tell her what to do. I was born tonight, but not last night. Right. The Holy Spirit can, can deal with her 24 seven. I'm just going to do my part and let the Holy Spirit have his way. Right. I
1: have, a, I have question.
0: a question. Oh, go for it. Absolutely.
1: So I've heard Bill Johnson say that a lot of people come up to him and they're like, should I be a teacher? Should I be a nurse? Should I do this and that? And he was saying, like, pray about it and pick something, but everyone's to do the Great Commission, right? And I thought that was interesting. So we should pray about, you know, what we should do as an occupation and pray about everything and also pray about, you know, our calling. For example, yesterday I went to the gym and I prayed for two ladies at the gym. And even though as an occupation, I have a degree, but I still don't know what I want to do, but I'm going to still continue to do the Great Commission, Right. So is that something that we can all do? Right. Cause sometimes we're like, Oh, I don't know what to... I still, I'm still trying to figure this out. I'm still praying about it.
0: Yes. And here's the thing that that's an outstanding point. Thank you for bringing that up. So what Bill said is right on. What he's saying is they taught us at Rama where I went to Bible school. You can't steer a parked car. So head in that direction. For example, I did prison ministry at one time. That's not my call. But it was a great way to develop my preaching ministry. So you're exactly right. Go about your normal day looking for who to pray for, looking for who to minister to. I mean, Christian's the poster boy for that. You know, he's working a secular job, but, man, he's praying for people all over the place. Now... Thank you for bringing that up because earlier when I was preparing for this a couple of days ago, I thought about how we tell people in school, you can be anything you want to be. We tell kids that. That's not true. You could be anything God's called you to be, right? And let me, let me add something to that. Uh, and again, don't take this at wrong as a rebuke. But it's not I don't know what I want to do. It's, Lord, I need to know what you called me to do. Because what he called you to do will put the want to there. Does that make sense? Like if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. But you were so right on. You go praying for people, minister to people at the gym, and from there, it'll just kind of come up, right? But I would do it this way. I would say, Lord, do you want me to preach? Like everybody's called to preach and do the Great Commission. But I would just say, Lord, do you want me to preach or do you want me to support somebody who preaches? Yes, no don't worry about getting all deep just ask for yes no answers Uh, do this yes no and you'd be surprised um how many answers will come from that thank you yes ma'am did that did that kind of help
1: yes thank you
0: okay good yeah yeah and so you're at yeah go ahead christian um so
1: if you're trying to find your call and you're single and you know, you're looking for a spouse or whatever the
0: case is, how should you approach that? My brother, if I, i thought about this many times, if if I did it all over again, I would not have wasted time dating all these different people. I would have made God my purpose. I would have fallen so in love with him and say, you know what, I'm gonna go all in on you And then whoever you bring is going to fit that bill. Have you guys ever seen this? It's so frustrating. Somebody is so involved in the church and all of a sudden they meet somebody else. And where do they at? They go off by themselves, don't they? So here's my question. If these are your friends and your family, why would you not want to bring that person around them? If they truly love you, wouldn't you want to bring that person around your good friends, Right so that they can help, protect. there's protection in that. But what do people do? They isolate because they're afraid you may not approve of that person. And that's the worst thing you can do, right? So I would make, number one, I would make God my purpose and I would let him fill me with his spirit and fill me with himself. Now, those of you maybe that have been married and maybe a spouse died, I would make him your husband or him your wife until God shows you that next step. Right, Because it talks about him being a father to the fatherless, a husband to the widowless, right? But that's what I would have done differently instead of wasting all this time dating all these women, you know what I mean, and getting so full of all that. I'd have just made sure I was full of him and then turn around and like, wow, where'd you come from, right? It was kind of like that with Kim in a way. I was doing prison ministry and we were friends for about eight years, but then all of a sudden, the director of prison ministry who i was working with was like what well, you thought about her and i said well as a friend whatever but then all of a sudden when i allowed myself to think about that it was like you know a couple of years later we're now we're, we're married prior to that it was like eight years of buddies and friends off and on does that make sense but again that's that's what i would do thank you for answering because uh i just kind of
1: want to reach people that are you know either divorce or widowed or single or married because you know each circumstance is different but mm-hmm. but all of us are still called to follow the Lord right and our purpose is to be aligned with him at all times right and
0: there's nothing more important than that you know and then when I would do those of you that are filled with the Spirit I in pray in other tongues I would take However many minutes a day and say, "Lord, I'm going to set this time aside and I'm going to pray in tongues specifically for this. I taught you talk or talk to you about this Christian, but a lot of people don't do that. They don't spend time specifically to pray in the spirit about that situation and then listen as you do, right right in here, listen and it'll come up to your head, right? That's really good. Um, does
1: anyone else have any questions? If no one has any questions, I kind of feel led in my heart to maybe both of us, or if you want to do Pastor Carmen, to pray that the Lord reveals purpose in their lives. You know that the Lord would show them what their calling is and what their purpose is.
0: What do you yeah, definitely. Yeah, you you start, and and then I'll chime in at the end and add anything to that. Okay.
1: Thank okay. you. All right. Thank you, Father, for this wonderful time. Thank you, Lord God, for this uh, anointed man and all the other believers here, Lord God, that are anointed as well, that we have that same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. So that means we're all called to purpose, Lord God, that we're all called to be life changers and we're all called to give you glory, Lord God. So I would ask you in the mighty name of Jesus that you reveal to each individual person that's listening on the other side, their purpose, their calling, their identity their authority and their freedom that they have through the Lord Jesus Christ that Lord God no one is is just worthless but they're worthy because Jesus you paid that 100% on the cross that yes. you were that you were chastised for our peace that you were bruised for our transgressions you were crushed for our iniquity and by your stripes You, We are healed. So, Lord God, you wouldn't do that if we didn't mean nothing to you. And it says, God so loved the world that he gave his one and begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That means that God loved you so much that he sent his only son. Yes. to die for you that means you're valuable to the father's eye that you're the apple of his eye that you are called to be a mighty man and a mighty woman of god that's fully surrendered in power through the holy ghost thank you lord jesus thank
0: you lord do you have anything pastor carmen Yes, Father, according to Matthew 18, 19, I'm asking an agreement with that, Father, and that they will reach out to you, Father, and receive this word in their hearts tonight, Father, and that they will know beyond a shadow of a doubt they have a call in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me say this to you to reiterate what you said, Christian. There's no insignificant people. And listen, you may have been put in your mother's womb by you know, a horrific situation, maybe you think, well, well, you know, I, you know, I was an accident. You, are you kidding me? Listen, how you got in this earth means nothing, but what you do with your life right now means everything. So it doesn't matter how you got in this earth. It doesn't matter how you were placed in your mother's womb. It doesn't matter if you were adopted, you were sent on a mission for a purpose from God. You were not an accident. Well, we didn't plan. On it doesn't matter. You were not an accident. Amen. Now, do you feel uh, like you covered it as far as anybody that wants to receive Jesus? Do you feel comfortable with that or do you want to extend something different? Um, I definitely
1: want to. I definitely want to uh, lead anyone that wants to give their life to the Lord. Please, please, do. please do. The verse that came to me right now. And I believe you could help me, Pastor Carmen, is that we are his workmanship. It says we are his masterpiece. Yeah. What verse is that?
0: Yeah, that was the one we read, which was, um, uh, let's see. We just had it right here. Let's see.
1: Is it Ephesians chapter 2? I'm <laughs> bad. Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship created in
0: christ jesus for good works which god prepared beforehand that we should walk in them amen i love what it says right here in the amplified uh,
1: ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 for we are his workmanship his own master work a work of art created in christ jesus reborn from above spiritually transformed renewed Ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which He set so that <laughs> we would walk in them, living the good life in which He pre which He prearranged and made ready for us.
0: Yeah, and that's awesome. And then it also says in Philippians two thirteen, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Right. In other words, He's working this out in you so if you have a desire you have a passion to do certain things it's not by coincidence you just got to develop remember that one of the first things i told you i will never pour water on you but i want to pour gas on you and watch you burn and i've never one time told you to calm down or settle down or if anything i've you know fanned the flames say bro go you know go i mean we could deal with it with the aftermath different <laughs> later on let's just go man you know we can clean up and sweep the ashes up but go burn for jesus man
1: <laughs> That's amazing, Pastor Carmen. You know what? The Lord just brought this to uh, my thoughts is that we need to surround ourselves with the like-minded people because someone can either fan your flame or quench it. And we have to be very careful because the we become a, a, a product of our environment. And if we become a product of the Lord, we become his masterpiece. We become his... His divine pupil on the earth. And I just really wanted to uh, just further just talk about that because I just feel like right now I'm sensing in the spirit there's a lot of people that think they're, they're not valuable. Like they feel like they're kind of worthless. They feel like they don't contribute. They feel maybe ashamed of themselves. And what Pastor Carmen said, he said, you weren't born by accident. Because it says in God's word that He predestined you, and He arranged for you to
0: be alive. That He, well, is all yeah, you. yeah. Well, a couple of things. Number one, even if you're in another country and you say, "Oh, I don't have these advantages that you do in America," well, you have the same God. So look, look at Bishop Ouidapo in in Africa. You know, they're building up something like a hundred thousand seat auditorium in Africa. For, in what is it? Is it Nigeria? I believe Lagos, Nigeria, maybe. But it's definitely in Africa. So, um, but secondly, thank you for what you said about you said that earlier, and I kind of didn't jump on it, but you brought it back. Who you hang around with? I was talking to a pastor friend of mine, and I thought about, you know, my ordination through Rama and my pastor friends I have, like Pastor David and Pastor Robert. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what a what an honor, what a privilege.
1: And to hear a pastor
0: say to me, hey, don't share this with anybody else. Wow. Talk about a privilege, right? That you're given that right. You're given that privilege. And I want to be like that. I want to be where God can trust me. Right? But what you said, oh, my gosh, who you surround yourself with, they say you'll, you'll become like the top three people you hang out with. So you can only go as high as the people you're around. So if you got a bunch of people trying to drag you and pull you down, say, who do you think you are? Man, you can do what you want, but I'm not spending time with knuckleheads like that, right? I'm spending my time with people who are going to edify me, lift me up. Now there's a difference between you ministering to somebody, which is what you do all the time and having fellowship with somebody else. Right. It's like you go out there and you have surface relationships with all these people that you pray for, but then you come home to Chelsea for a deeper, intimate relationship, right? Because you're married, you're one flesh. Well, you can't have that relationship with anybody, right? And I, ha- I have the best people in my life I've ever had, but it's taken years and years to get there. Thank you, Lord. That's good. you got you got to develop those relationships. It's not just going to happen. you got to put the time and the effort into those relationships, and most people don't want to do that, but I'm telling you, it's worth it. Those of you out there that are saying, you question, is it worth it? You know, looking for the right people—is it worth looking for the right? It's worth it to have a relationship with God. And here's the thing: God never went anywhere. Those of you who say, "I don't feel close to God anymore," that's not on Him; that's on you. He's He's right where He ever was. It's like if you have a a, um, a fixed um, lifeguard station and you're in the water, and all of a sudden you end up over here well the lifeguard didn't move you did so how do you get back to where you were you go back to that fixed position and then you go forward same thing so repent and get back right with him and move on well said
1: Pastor Carmen well said Um, let's just um, if no one has any other questions um, I feel like we should close out i definitely want to give someone the opportunity to give their lives to jesus so let's all come in agreement as believers as brothers and sisters in christ father we just thank you for this wonderful time we thank you for the fellowship and the the holy convocation that you brought together we thank you for the sacred assembly that you've given us lord that we are covenant bearers and you are co-partners with us lord but you are the head and we are the body And we want to have purpose. We want to have our calling. So help us to be aligned with you and what you called us to do. And Lord God, empower us through the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we ask you to counsel us and teach us and show us how to pray. Show us how to worship. Show us how to read the word of God. Show us how to hear from your voice. Because we need this in this time where things are going chaotic, where things are, are maybe just falling to pieces jesus you are the rock of our foundation and our salvation so i want to give the opportunity that someone that does not know jesus to make jesus your lord today because it says in romans chapter 10 whoever confesses with their mouth that jesus is lord that they will be saved And, Lord God, we just thank you right now, Father, for your grace and your love and mercy upon each and every listener that's here. And each person that uh, maybe uh, introduced this podcast to them or invited them to come. It's not by coincidence, Lord God, because you have predestined it before the foundations of the world. We want to give this opportunity. If you want to give your life to Jesus today, I want you to repeat this after me. Father, I just come to you. I have sinned against you and I believe that you sent Jesus as your son yes I believe that Jesus died on that cross for all my sins and that he rose again on the third day and is seated at God's right hand Jesus I ask you to save me For you to become lord and king and master over my life yes i ask you jesus right now that i give you this life i have and make something of it holy spirit come and fill me and empower me to do the will of the father hallelujah and we love you and we ask you for all these things In Jesus' mighty name.
0: Amen. Amen. And let me say this before I leave. The Bible says uh, when somebody ministers spiritual things to you you should return with natural things so you guys please pray about supporting this podcast financially and Christian did not ask me to do this okay but so many people don't receive spiritual things because they don't sow into that so if so if, if a word's been sown to you you need to sew into that right and it could be money it could be prayer uh, it could be your faith but get in agreement with this podcast get in agreement with Christian and Chelsea, that this is gonna grow and it's gonna have success and it's gonna reach more people. And pray about your part to partner with them because then everybody that's saved, healed, and delivered to this podcast, you have a part of that, right? And sow into that whatever God needs you to sow. Amen. Contact them, reach out to them if you receive Jesus as your Lord and let them know that. But ask God how you can that's some place you can start is using your gifts and talents to help in this podcast. So we love you guys, and we really thank you for tuning in. So I just wanted to share that, Christian.
1: Thank you, Pastor Carmen, so much for that good word. I think we definitely need to hear this in this time and this this craziness that's going on that we still have purpose and we're still called to yeah. to be those co-laborers with the Lord. Um, I also felt this on my heart, and I, I mean, hopefully it resonates with you, but if you could pray something simple, that people that have been asking for gifts of the spirit that they would be unleashed today
0: for them absolutely so first and foremost i would find the scripture that covers that Uh, i would look that up in the word where it talks about the nine gifts of the spirit and i would meditate on that and, and ask in agreement, Matthew 18, 19, said, "Is any, any two of you agree as touching anything, it'll be done for them by my father in heaven, Matthew 18, 19. So just join your faith with this prayer and say this, say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you to reveal to me which of the nine gifts you want me to operate in from your word. And if you'll give me that gift show me what that gift is i will obey and then i'm asking you to develop that gift in me in jesus name believe you receive it amen now those of you that were needing something like physically healing whatever you got it today release your faith this is the day i got it and then whenever you know symptoms come up you say no that was the day i got it that's when i received Is that bearing witness with you guys amen because there's got to be a point of contact when you say that was it that was the day i stepped across that line and then your confession from now on is i got it it may be the answer it may be the wisdom but you got whatever it is you believe in for does that make sense
1: yes that was perfect thank you for praying over us and thank you for that mighty word uh let's just let's just thank uh pastor carmen for everything he's done guys thank, thank you me. so
0: much
2: pastor carmen Thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor
0: <laughs> Carmen. Absolutely. I love you guys. You guys are the best. I love you too.
3: Love you.
0: Thank you. you uh, All right. Good night. <laughs>